Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Okay, I am so glad that we're actually getting this episode recorded because I really feel like it was a struggle getting here. You'll probably hear it in my voice a little bit and also in the audio, but I'm actually still getting over having COVID. Uh, my entire family is. So that has been a journey for sure. Um, and you can still just kind of hear it in my voice. But also I lost one of my podcasting equipment pieces today. And so we're kind of jerry-rigging this. So if the audio sounds off, just bear with me and I will get it fixed for next episode. But we're just going to roll with it because it really is not about how I sound. It is about what is being said and it's about the truth and all of the good stuff that you're going to hear today. So we're going to talk about three things that I didn't voice early on in my relationship that I really desired that I wish that I would have. And I want to tell you that you can voice them too. And there's so much more that you can voice. Um, but these are just three examples in my own life that I just didn't take the time to actually work through when I was younger and, and make a priority in my life. And I should have. And when I did take that time and change things up, things changed so much for the better. Before we get into these individual three things that I wish that I would have voiced, I want to say a little bit why I didn't voice them so that you can kind of have checks in your own life. The way I felt is that I didn't want to voice anything that I desired if I was fighting something that was natural or normal or it was just supposed to be that way anyway, and I shouldn't be trying to make things complicated or make things difficult. For example, because men and women are made differently, I didn't want to voice something that was going against those natural body norms or if it was something that God intended to be a certain way that I was fighting against those things. The problem is more often than not, I wasn't listening to what God actually had to say or my own desires and how they actually fit into things. What I was really nervous about is that what I desired was different from like what I should be doing according to the norms all around me. So secular, non-secular, Christian, not Christian, married, not married, it didn't matter. I was listening to all of these voices and they were saying, this is how things should go, even if it was subtle, even if there was just these quiet little messages of this is just how it goes. That's what I was listening to. And I was afraid of fighting those things because what if I was different? What if my sex life was abnormal or there was something I desired that I shouldn't desire, which is just a load of crap because I 
should have been listening to myself first and foremost. I trust myself to make good decisions for myself for the most part. (laughs) I trust myself to listen to God and figure out what he has for me and what he has for my relationship and my interpretation of scripture and my interpretation of what is good and right and pleasurable. And I always want to have input that I bring in. So I definitely listen to outside voices. I definitely am a researcher. I have got tons of books. I listen to tons of podcasts. I go to church and listen to the leaders in my church. I listen to elders in my life and my parents and my friends, and I ask them questions. But first and foremost, I need to stop and figure out what I actually want and what I actually desire. Because if I'm just going by the cultural norms and I don't align with those things, I'm not going to be satisfied. It's not going to be for my benefit or for anyone else's benefit for me to do just what they're thinking. The first thing that I didn't originally fight for in my relationship that mattered to me was orgasm equality. I feel like I could do an entire episode on this because there's so much that goes into the lies and the truths and everything that needs to be understood about orgasm equality. But just for basic knowledge, what I'm saying when I say orgasm equality is literally having an equal number of orgasms. So he orgasms, I orgasm. We're up to a count of he's got 10, I've got 10. That mattered to me. Now, it wasn't this stickler thing where I just like, you know, I had to have a certain number if he had a certain number. That was not the case. Or if he orgasmed that night, I had to orgasm. That's not what I'm saying at all, though that is a part of it. For me, it was more about striving for that level of equality in our relationship and The narrative in this world is not that. 95% of guys orgasm every single time that they aim or have sex, aim to have sex or have sex. Only 40% of women do. I don't see any reason for that. Maybe a little bit more difficult for women, but I think more than being more difficult, I think it's simply this idea that sex is for the man that he should just ejaculate and that that's sex. Like people think of sex and what do they think? They think of penis insertion, ejaculation, done. That was sex. You're good. Like once the man ejaculates, sex is over and it's done and you've accomplished your task. Sex is not that. Sex is this intimate connection. It is everything involved in sex. And if there is never penetration you have still had sex to a certain level. And we're going to get into that in a whole another episode. But what I'm trying to say right now is it should not be this unequal that women do not orgasm as much as men. We should have that kind of pleasure if we desire that kind of pleasure. I know that the lies that I fought was that since men ejaculate more easily, that it's just meant to be that way. And it's not. And early in my relationship, I didn't fight for that. And it wasn't like my husband didn't want me to be pleased, but it was just not something that I really spoke up and voiced. And both of us had this underlying assumption that sex was done. 
Sex was done if he orgasmed. And it wasn't until it was a couple years in that I finally spoke up and said, hey, I would like to make this a little more equal. I'm not saying that I have to every single time, that I have to get off every single time. But I would like to get off more than what is happening now. And I was so scared that I was going to be so selfish. And it is not selfish at all. If anything, my husband loves me getting off more than I do. And I love him getting off more than he does. And it is this beautiful sharing relationship. And by voicing that, we became closer. We actually had a lot more fun in sex because we had something more to aim for and work for. And we have done a lot of learning about each other. He learned more what I wanted and I learned more how to interact with him. If this is something you desire, please don't be like me. (laughs) Please don't just take this assumption that sex is just about the guy. If you want more orgasmic equality, this is me telling you right here, right now, go for it. Please go for it. Talk to him. Tell him what you desire and work through it. This isn't just about you getting some either. It is about love and clear communication. And if you don't desire orgasm equality, what do you desire in your sex? For example, you might just want a back massage. And that might be more of your equality that he orgasms and you get a back massage or vice versa. He gets a back massage and you orgasm. What I'm saying is that sex is a give and take. And if you feel like you are always giving, 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 giving and never taking, don't think of taking as selfish. Think of taking as this equal sharing in your relationship and it should be something that you fight for. So process through what it, what orgasm equality or what equality in sex means to you and make sure that you guys work on that together because this should be co-ownership of sex. The relationship should be something that is both of you guys coming together. Um, number two, the quickie. I really felt like the Christian depiction of sex was that it should always be slow, romantic, uh, very purposeful, very loving, very intimate, because God made it that way. And also because if you were to just have a one and done quickie little sex, then you weren't getting intimate with your partner and you were missing the entire point. It was a silly cultural lie that hung over my head. And I was so afraid that if I just wanted to have sex really fast with my husband, because I wanted to have sex that I was wrong. And I look back now and I laugh at that because yes, sex can be slow and intimate, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with sex just being for quick pleasure with each other. Our bodies desire and get ready for sex. We get aroused with purpose And it does not always mean that we have to have this beautiful, candlelit, intimate time or that it has to be in the bed or that it has to be at night or that it has to be a certain number of times and done a certain way and in a certain position. God made sex to be intimate, but he also made it to be pleasure 
He also made it for us to have fun. And there is absolutely nothing unbiblical about having quick, pleasure-focused sex. There's not. So this was something that I felt like I couldn't voice because it would put us in this bad mindset. Like maybe we're just having some sort of secular or porn or just this bad mindset about like sex being selfish or whatever it was. And that is not it at all. It's fun. And having a quickie can be a stress relieving time. It can be a connecting time and it can just be sex. It can just be sex and it's okay. So for this one, again, if this is something you desire, then fight for that. And on the flip side, I haven't had to deal with this as much in my relationship, but if you have had a lot of quick get her done sex and you're really desiring a more intimate time, voice that because it can also be incredibly intimate and slow and romantic. It can be the sex of your dreams. It can be this thing that you feel like you are just swept off your feet. So if you don't have that on like I said, on the flip side, fight for that. Fight for that. If that is something you desire, have that conversation. You get to make sex what you want it to be together. You get to have a say in how this goes down. So figure out what it is you want and voice it. And number three, sex toys. I... I really wanted to add sex toys into our relationship fairly for early on, but I didn't because I was not sure. I was not sure of myself. I was not sure that I would continue to desire my husband in the same way. I was not sure whether or not I was replacing him. I felt like I was adding something into something that was already made to be perfect and I shouldn't need sex toys or that this physical object was somehow interfering with the intimacy between us. Poppycock. <laughs> it has no interference in your relationship. It can add so much fun, so much pleasure, and so much intimacy. The one tip that I would have is if you are afraid of that, if you have the same sort of fears that I had early on, go buy it together. Talk about it together process together what you might need to add into your relationship to help make sex more pleasurable and go buy it together and take co-ownership over it. My husband named my sex toys because he feels like he has just as much ownership over the things that help bring me pleasure. Because at this point, we only have toys that help with my pleasure simply because that's where we're at in our relationship. Um, but he feels like he has just as much ownership of it. He pulls it out. I pull it out. It's not this thing that gets a, in the way. It is simply a physical object that we have added into a physical action that only has enhanced pleasure. And it's not something we use every single time. But it is something that we have available to us to spice things up, to make things different, to have more fun, to have more intimacy. He enjoys them just as much as I do, because 
it is something that we have co-ownership in our sex life. So the gist of all of this is voice your desires. And for me, I didn't know how to voice those things because I didn't take time to work through them. If I had gotten quiet and actually asked myself, what is it that I really desire? I would have known a lot sooner and I would have taken action on those things a lot sooner. I would have researched what do people say? What is the research behind all of this? And when I did, it has just made sex that much better, that much freer, that much more together. And I am more myself in the relationship because of the things that I have voiced. And same with him. There have been things where he's been like, I really would like to add this to our relationship and we don't have it. Or I feel uncomfortable with this. Can we change this up? When he is more himself in sex and I am more myself in sex, sex is better. Sex is more real because it's actually us, actually who we are and what we want coming together and meeting together. I think a lot of times we don't know what we even want or what it is that we haven't voiced because, like I said, we haven't taken the time to work through these things and we can be blind to them. I know I'm blind to so many things in my life until I take a moment to actually think through it, think through my parenting style, think through my lifestyle, think through all the things that are going on that I haven't really worked through. So if you feel like that is you, if you feel like I don't really know what I want in sex going forward, whether or not you've, whether you've had sex now already, or you're waiting or wherever you're at in your relationship, if you're like, I don't know what I want or what I desire, or maybe you are currently having sex and you're like, it's just not working out. It's just not the way that I thought that this would go. I know it can be better. Check the show notes. I have my design your own sex life PDF. It's this workbook where you can just work through these questions that will help you figure out what are my next steps What is it that I think needs to be added or changed in my sex life to make it the amazing, pleasurable thing that it is supposed to be? And I promise it is going to help you find clarity on who you are in sex. So if you want that, go ahead and find it in the show notes. I will have a link there. There's no gimmicks. It'll just be sent to you in an email and you can download it. There's also a video where I can help walk you through it if that's more your style. Um, I feel like it was really helpful. Just take a moment to work through it with somebody. So there's also that and you'll get that in your email. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I can't wait to see you guys here next week. We've got so many more fun things coming your way. I'll see you guys then. 